Hi, I'm Delaney Gustafson. And I'm Stephen Taylor. And this is the Ruby's Corner Podcast. Reviewing Season 2, Episode 4. Fall to Find a Place. And we hope you fall in love with it. The way I did. Ta-da! I really like this episode. I was very proud of this episode. And very excited before this episode. I I remember being very excited for this episode, too. I think this was one of the... One of the the episodes of season two where I knew in advance there was a specific theme. Did not yep. know that with, you know, all of them, but did know that with this one. And I remember yeah. being excited for the set. It was good. I was excited to tell you about it. I remember that much because I was like, I have this great idea. So tell us. <laughs> so this one, I remember at the end of the uh, last episode of season two, episode three, teasing and saying, I'm going to call this story time, story time episode, because it's a story arc. So um, this one is kind of set as like a hero or heroine goes through like a a rediscovering of self. Uh, There's like a loss that's implied in the first song, which is dearly. And then there's some um, rage, anger (laughs) in the second song, part of the game. And then in the third song, we're starting to like release all of that and let go and forgive and nothing. And then... In the very last song, there's a, a sense of completion or acceptance in fall. So that was how I designed it, you guys. Yay! Nice. Yeah, so a complete little mi- micro journey here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely didn't like figure that into the big overarching season necessarily. I was just like, I really want to do this. So I did. <laughs> it was really fun. It's a good reason to do it for music. Yeah. though Because you wanted to music. It's true. I do love to music. And... I almost didn't music the first song because it was actually incredibly hard. It was one of the hardest songs to prepare for Ruby's Corner, partially because I wrote this song originally as a love song, and then I unwrote it as a love song. Yeah, when did the lyric... I know there's some a history of some lyrics being changed. Yes. And this is not... We're not talking censorship. We're not... We're, no, no, we're, no, 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 no. If anything, we were letting more of it through, but... <laughs> Yeah, so when did when did the song you wrote, what, 2012, 13? 2013, I believe, yes. And then uh, I think I started rewriting it around 2015, 16, but didn't actually complete the rewrites until 2018. Uh, but I didn't finish writing the piano part that you hear in the episode until the week of the show. <laughs> that is very classic, Delaney. <laughs> Like, oh, I need to perform uh, this song. Let me write it now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and it, it's not like it wasn't written or that I couldn't perform it. It was just that I didn't there were like... There no notes. There, I didn't like any of the ways that it came across. It was just kind of boring to me. And so I was really excited about a lot of the lyric content of this one, the storytelling within this song. Just, just to, we talk about story time for this episode. Like, this song was in of itself a story. And so... I, I really wanted those things to shine through, but I didn't want it to look lackluster backdrop against, well, okay, it wasn't the backdrop. It would be the forefront, but the backdrop I didn't want to be lackluster, the music. So the piano part, I just thought was like kind of boring. And so I had to write the whole part and that was actually difficult to do. <laughs> so, which isn't normally the case for me, I guess, like in a sense, but Anyway, it, uh, yeah, I rewrote this song from being a love song into basically being a song about heartbreak, which is why it's at this point in this episode, at the beginning, where there's been one. And fun fact, I actually wrote a song after starting to unwrite the love song part and write the heartbreak part, 
called Graffitied Love Song, which is terrible. And that's why you'll never hear it on Ruby's Corner, because if it ever, ever sees the light of day, it'll need a really, really hardcore watershed moment. But <laughs> that's just a fun fact. So, you know, you can go and graffiti anything, including a love song, apparently. I was going to say, I mean, uh, the, isn't that the first principle of graffiti is regret? <laughs> um, I mean, not I'm, unless I'm, it's just an expression of art. That's what I learned on the streets. And we have but... entered the shade category of the night, y'all. So. There are amazing graffiti artists. It's but so true. They are vastly outnumbered by the ones who probably live with regret. That could... So. I've never asked, so... Well... If you are a person who does graffiti and you're full of regret, let us know. Um, or don't and just don't do it anymore. I don't know. <laughs> or find a way to make it art. I don't so, know. So, I was going to ask, without throwing any more shade on graffiti people... Oh, okay, good. Um... As an example of lyrics change. So the mm. original chorus was, because I love you dearly, right? Yes. Versus, because I loved you. Past tense. Dearly. Correct. That is that is the big case of what changes right there. That's for sure. There's a lot of changes in it overall, um, but that is repeated so many times. Because <laughs> I loved you, dear, dearly. Um, but yeah, my favorite lyric in this is probably... In the bridge, though, I was the bridge was difficult to rewrite because it was less of just like, yeah, let's change the tense of the verb. But um, I was very proud of the last line when I finally got it. The I found out you're the only one who could leave me, but still stay. So that kind of haunting feeling of you, 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 you'll always carry some part of somebody that breaks your heart with you because it was so good until they did. Hopefully. I mean, if you're really heartbroken about it, hopefully you just get over it, honestly. But like, that's not always the case. case, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so I felt like that line just encapsulated the entire rewrite of the song. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've you've rarely performed this song, right? Yeah. And part of that before Ruby's Corner was because of the piano part that boring okay. so <laughs> i mean i figured like emotional weight and all that kind of stuff too but sure but you know i'm over here singing songs like lilies and lace i don't think emotional weight is really <laughs> too shame <laughs> it's not the only factor so anyway <laughs> well let me ask you about part of the game like, Ooh, yes let's first, get into the rage <laughs> did you i i know growing up you like wanted to be hermione granger and get your so letter from hogwarts times. and all that did you yes. want to be katniss and get your letter from the picking the reaping bowl i never wanted to be reaped no but i did write this song because i was inspired by the hunger games so if you're keeping track that is two ya books that a song has been inspired by this season because uh your gravity oh that was last season i'm sorry oh that's right but yeah <laughs> This is the second one. And also the third book, at least, that we've mentioned inspiring songs because we did a whole bit on how I read Clarissa Pinkola Estes and wrote like a whole set. So, Which I was going to ask about with the very next song, but we'll get there. There you go. But uh, I like to read. So, you know, That's great. it inspires music, as I'm sure you get. I recommend sir. reading. Yep. Yes. Well, I wondered, uh, did, did you ever think like, did you ever like try sending it into whatever studio to say hey use this as your credit song for a hunger games movie did you ever think about that oh sure uh like there was a little fantastical part in my brain that thought like oh yeah i could totally do this especially since i wrote it originally while i lived not far away from where they were shooting the original because they shot the first movie in north carolina 
Uh, and so I was like, oh, how do I get how do I get over there and then like get this in somebody's hands and then have it made into something. And then a bunch of people told me after this thing, uh, we actually teased it a little bit in our last review. The university that we both went to had like a little American Idol kind of thing. Fun fact, I did this song as an audition for that the year that I did actually get picked to go in and compete in the top 10. So that was fun. But it was even better, you guys, because I lost. And I'm saying that like full on honesty because people were so mad, so mad that I didn't get into the like top three or something like that, that I, I so they were like, come and play a concert in my like dorm room tonight or something like literally the same night that I had been eliminated. We had a dorm party concert uh, informal and it was the best thing ever because for probably a couple weeks and before this no one on campus knew that I sung at all or wrote songs at all um, and so that was really fun to just kind of like find that there were people who thought it was cool because I didn't know what they were gonna think I didn't know if everybody else was just like a bopping songwriter themselves or something you know so I mean, you sing a song about injustice of games and then pretty much. you lose a game that's the irony of it though isn't it but then and then ironically just like Katniss I kind of win so <laughs> There you go. So there we go. Well, I was going to suggest maybe you should send it for the Ballad of the Sun Snakes or whatever. Um, whatever. I, I haven't read it, so. I mean, the movie's wow, probably going to be. She the didn't read that one? Yeah, the movie's probably going to be terrible if you don't send Aww. the song. So there's our more shade for the episode. Like, <laughs> I have no hopes for it. Um, well, to come back to your question, though, like there were so many people who told me I should. And we did try to find some way to do it for a while, but it was basically like you need a producer. Or I mean, I know they're, they're need a signed label. Who did they or get? Something. Like Lana Del Rey or like Adele? I or think somebody. it was um, so. Taylor Swift was on there. Oh, I forgot. That's how big we're talking right now. Her song was very forgettable that she did for Hunger oh, Games. Though, that or so. I think she may have even said she wanted it to be forgettable. I, I don't forgotten at least. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, there she you probably go. didn't because she doesn't throw people quite like that. <laughs> I can't Even if she can have a whole city renamed after her. <laughs> there you go. Congrats, Taylor. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Your song is forgettable. <laughs> wow. But you have a city named after you, so I guess you're not really upset about it. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. This is one of my favorite starts to a song on Ruby's Corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. <laughs> I mean, this song starts, I think, your only song that starts vocal before you hear any notes. You have, you have what, much. one syllable or one or two Despite, syllables? Despite, yeah. Despite, despite and then your bam. yeah despite your disguise also totally forgot to give myself a pitch before that but you still got it but i nailed it no that's great and it really <laughs> does make a super strong opening where you're just out of nowhere despite it was it was pretty great there were lots of comments on the end um as well about how the drop feels really satisfyingly heavy like there's just this boom at the end uh, when I hit like a an octave on I think it's D flat, so it's it's pretty great. So nice, nice little bookends of great beginning, great end. So I I really dig this episode and I really dig the performance of this song. <laughs> no, it's a nice change. I mean, it, you have intros that are not like long in any of your songs. None of them have like long instrumental uh, intros, but not really. No, but you almost always have like a four to eight bar instrumental intro before yep. you start singing. So this one is very different that way. It is. But I think it had to be in some sense because of the fact that the song's a song about rage and injustice and just like trying to cope with distress and it just kind of all explodes. And so it needed to be 
more explosive at the beginning. And I think it does it a service. That sounded like George Lucas directing a movie. Faster, more intense. Bigger explosions. Yep. Yes, I'll take it. And favorite lyric of this one would definitely be um, either in the bridge, I guess hate is an acquired taste, which, because I, I don't think like any of the people start out as being like truly hateful. I don't think any of us starts out as being truly hateful, but we get into these situations with rage and like heartbreak and upsetness and injustice. And it's like, well, in some ways, like you just kind of get it. I don't know. Well, for the sake of our Southern audience, can you make a distinction between hateful and hate-filled? <laughs> I haven't lived here that long. So I, I mean, you might have to help me out with that one. Hateful and hate-filled are a little different <laughs> in the South. Though um, they might sound the same depending on who you're talking to. No I offense mean, intended. Yes, it's true. How that how they how they sound phonemically. Um, yeah. Ph- phonemic ph- ph- phoneme phonemically. I don't That's know it. how phonemically. to help you with that word. <laughs> the phonemes sound the sound that the same one. sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other line would be um, the very end where it goes and understand it's just a part of the game rather than like the other person saying like it's a part of the game. So it's it's kind of like the hero heroine of the song gets to say like, and I'm going to play you too. What goes around comes around. Watch out. I thought this was about forgiveness. Wow. The whole story arc is, but there's got to be some uh, brokenness before it gets better. Well. What is I, it that the dentist and the orthodontist always say? The second day is the worst we're and then it gets better. We're going to hurt you so you feel good. That's what they <laughs> say. Much. You would know. <laughs> going to the dentist last week. Anyway. I was at the dentist last week and it hurt. <laughs> yep. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so now let's talk about nothing. Literally. No, nothing, let's, let's not talk about anything. Nothing is also very different because of the form, right? <laughs> nothing is a no chorus, right? Yeah, that's the whole intent. There's a repeat of the first verse kind of at the end um, because it's a little bit like mirroring a canyon of sorts. It's kind of how I pictured this nothing space where, you know, there's you step off of the edge of something and then there's a lot of nothing in between and then eventually you get out just like in forgiveness and acceptance so i was gonna say just like in the oregon trail game oh there you go west coast represent i never got far enough to fall into a canyon honestly i I always ran out of food before that could happen so (laughs) we're aging ourselves it's great at this point in the the story arc we're we're needing to release all the anger of part of the game (laughs) And so you're like the dude in Kung Fu Panda. You're like, inner peace, inner peace, inner peace. Trying to, yeah. There's a lot of great like imagery I was really excited about. This is one of the women who run with the wolves books. I, I had a Stories. comment on that. I was like, I was pretty sure this was a, mm-hmm. yeah, a literary criticism and psychoanalysis inspired song. Indeed. Given the messaging. Because yes. it sounds very Taoist also. Ooh. I mean, it sounds for sure a little Jungian. Um, definitely this, would be that if it's this, psychoanalysis so. yeah this sort of contrasting care of like there's this shadow thing here's this light thing mm-hmm. um very much like your canyon imagery too though definitely i mean like spilling out upon the sands of, of days i think is a part of the lyrics in this one and that's kind of the the idea and and one of the thoughts that the book brought to my mind if you go to a place that was just so much wasteland that it literally wouldn't matter how much you could dump in there. It would still be exactly the same desert as before. Then that seems like a pretty good place to leave some stuff behind, you know? Especially since deserts too. A great place where if you don't bring enough of something or if you want something to be 
dead. You should leave it there. And that was how the city of Reno was founded. Oh my, here, 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 and here, here, here is Stephen with some more shade. Brought to you by Stephen Shade. We should just like, <laughs> maybe I mean, you should go into a sunglasses company. Am I wrong? I mean, they're like, <laughs> uh, let's test a bomb here and we're going to leave the fallout that'll Fair. never go away. Oh, I got an idea. Let's name it Reno. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that's not true. Actually, that's like, not the history what? of the city. But, but it looks uh, like that's what happened when you go there. Well, and then the irony of this is that my favorite lyric for this one is, for I have died a thousand deaths and still I am reborn. Yeah, that's what the people <clears throat> tell themselves when they leave the slot machines at Reno. Like, <laughs> Can we get out of Las Vegas for a second? Or Reno? Reno? Just Nevada. Okay. <laughs> okay, please. Like, nothing against Nevada. But like... No matter what you leave here, it will die, but you will not. Like, that there's something intrinsic in your soul and that you get to decide what is there that leaves with you whether or not you intend to leave with it. And I love that idea, that there's something just kind of immortal and eternal and innate in all of us that will survive and it will get out. And so it was part of the hopeful of this song, which was that no matter what rage you have, or every problem that you're bringing into this nothing space. that It's so unending that you could leave unending pain here and still yourself never be trapped here. That you are more unending than this place. I, I love this song partially for that. And for the dope ending because it is like a bookend thing again where there's a nice little triad that I do and it just repeats. At the beginning and then just yep. at the end. Yep, yep. So I like this one a lot. She says with like a Batman voice. <laughs> yeah, you do have kind of a Batman voice yeah. tonight. We're still getting over the allergies, but you know, they're getting better because it was like 36 degrees yesterday. So yeah. ta-da! I always feel like, uh, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll move on to the other song. We can leave nothing. Oh, okay. On that note. We'll leave nothing here. That was the whole point, right? Of, I know. Well, okay, I, I just am was... dying over all these punny kind of lines with nothing you know so, so this song fall. is about nothing you know <laughs> and yet everything so fall yep <laughs> fall feels like super vintage delaney to me mm. um now this was one of your earlier songs vintage right delaney. i feel like there just needs to be like a little jingle in there or something i mean it was not from the 80s if that's what no. you mean like yeah it was cool i mean it still is cool but <laughs> but it feels this feels in a, in a lot of ways like the songs i think of like before you graduated college i think you wrote Definitely. this even before college right? yes i did mm -hmm. i wrote this in 2011 um i was on a dance team i was a formation ballroom dancer in high school um, so we often did the Viennese Waltz as one of our competition And you style fell down dances. and that's why you had to write the song? Uh, probably, but that's not why I wrote the song. <laughs> uh, but what we were doing um, that last year, I was in an, a couple of different extra projects that were going to be performed in the showcase. And I was thinking about having a song that I had written um, have... A waltz choreographed to it uh didn't finish the song in time for any kind of choreography projects and i had too many other numbers that i was part of so i just uh kind of did it for myself which was great and uh it became kind of a, a farewell song of sorts because it was my last year before moving across the country and being very far away from the same dance team and going to college so uh it came kind of a coming of age song yeah it was written in six eight for that whole purpose just to Bring back the memories. That's actually why the um, bridges and all of these memories that I'll leave behind will always be dancing at the back of my mind. 
That's why those lines are there. I was talking about the team. They really are, yeah, some things fall to find a place. I mean, you <laughs> jokingly say, like, yeah, you probably fell down. You know, well, yeah, a lot of us fell, whether it was in practice or for dance or sometimes for each other, that it was, it was really fun. And it was a place where we all found a feeling of belonging. And so that, I also feel like, is reflected in the song, which I really like. And truthfully, listeners, Delaney's team did very well. They, they, they won a number of competitions mm-hmm. and blue ribbons and all that good stuff. It was very fun. They, they were very strong as a team. It was, I think because we were just really good friends and we were really motivated and we had a great coach. So it was fun. But no, when, so I know you mentioned your favorite line, you know, uh, some things fall to find a place. And I kept mm-hmm. thinking of LeBron James. LeBron James. Not because like <laughs> falling from glory, like oh, basketball my. falling no. into a hoop. No, okay. You know? I didn't realize we were walking into that trap. No, no, okay. no. Basketball falling into a hoop. Like this is where LeBron James makes it looks like that. That's where the basketball was destined to go, you know? Uh-huh. So oh, okay. he's not the only basketball player yeah. who can do that, you know? But, but yeah, some things do break just to, you know, become something better. And that's the song. You know, sometimes it was kind of the idea of leaving for college, too, or like anytime you kind of leave on this grand journey or leave something behind so you can move on to something else is sometimes things have to break up or you just have to change in order to find something that's better. Uh, some things fall, fall away to find a new, better place. So, so for anyone we've thrown shade at, you probably are going to be better now for it. Or at least you'll process your rage with a song like part of the game because injustice, and then you'll go to your nothing, and then you'll fall to find a place. And ta-da, scene. And then someday (laughs) someday we'll have an episode, or we'll have a a different podcast where we just talk about throwing shade at people, and we'll have you on as a guest. If you feel like you are one of these people, let us know, I guess. Please, LeBron James, let (laughs) us know. Wow. You're invited. That's what it is. We, we're just going to throw shade at all of our favorite no, people no, that I'm we just want to talk him. to. Because... I just invited him onto the podcast. Like, this could be That's really That's what I'm saying. It's is like, oh, we should just throw shade at all the people that we just want to talk to on a podcast and see how many of them are like, hey, and they want to talk. That is a terrific marketing strategy, <laughs> and I do want to try it. It sounds like Twitter. It's nothing new. Okay. But although Twitter is, mm-hmm. we don't want to talk to Elon Musk. Sorry. We're, we're not saying Sorry, Twitter Elon. has to fall Please to don't. place. We don't believe that necessarily. <laughs> the irony okay speaking of irony though i do love that fall is the last piece of this set and then we get (laughs) to the end of this episode and the next episode is literally all breakup songs so it's like oh we just processed everything and now we're gonna go back to the beginning (laughs) where everything just sucks or is heavy or is sassy and it will be very fun i promise that much like your love song or uh, the very first episode of the season for sure you get a lot of different characters or breakups yes it's true. The next episode will definitely have everything from this, yeah. sad to, no, I'm leaving you. Get over it. To, I don't love you. <laughs> or at That's, least I don't want to. That is a literal quote. That was a lyric right there. So if you haven't seen it, heard it, whatever, you should. Because there's literally a song called, I don't love you. And we'll talk about it next week. Same bat time, same bat channel and all that good stuff. All of that. All of that. So cheerio. Thanks for listening. That is not what they say after talking about saying <laughs> no, that no, channel, saying that time. That's what I said. That's what she said. And it is. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. <laughs>